following is a presentation of the Retro Network. John Rambo, a drifter, just passing through their town. Morning! Headed north or south? North. Now jump in. I'll make sure you're heading the right direction. Huh? You got some place I can eat around here? There's a diner about 30 miles up the highway. Is there any law against me getting something here? Yeah, me. I want you to book this gentleman for vagrancy, resisting arrest, carrying a concealed weapon. They knew he was innocent. Starting to dislike you. Lot. And they didn't give a damn. That's okay, Warren. Don't worry about the soap. He's tough. Just save him. Drag. Don't move. I don't want you to cut your own throat. John Rambo. One man who's been pushed too far. You're finished! You've gone as far as you're gonna go! And straight for the top. Right on top of him. There's no way out of here except through us. He was hunted. Trapped. There he is! On the cliff! And forced to fight back. Don't push it. Don't push it, I'll give you a war you won't believe. Teasel, you and all your men couldn't handle him before. Now, what makes you think you can handle him now? Because God knows what damage he's prepared to do. You don't seem to want to accept the fact that you're dealing with an expert in guerrilla warfare. Are you telling me that 200 men against your boy is a no-win situation for us? Send that money. Don't forget one thing. A good supply of body bags. Sylvester Stallone. This time, he's fighting for his life. First blood. Good evening, folks. And a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. One that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. There are always wonderful new pictures to see, delightful snacks to nibble, a gay, pleasant evening for all. We hope you have a wonderful time. Five, four, three, two, one, showtime! Vietnam veteran and drifter John Rambo, played by Sylvester Stallone, wanders into a small Washington town in search of an old friend, but is met with intolerance and brutality by local police, and in particular, Sheriff Will Teasel played by Brian Dennehy. When Teasel arrests Rambo and his deputies attempt to process him, he flashes back to his time as a prisoner of war in Vietnam and unleashes his fury to escape. The manhunt begins, but it will take his former commander, Colonel Troutman, played by Richard Crenna, to save the hunters from the hunted. Welcome back to the Retro Network Drive-In. Thank you for being a part of tonight's screening. Get ready to set your FM dial on your car radio and visit our concession stand to fill up on fresh popcorn and snacks before the movie begins. Now playing at TRN Drive-In and celebrating its 40th anniversary, the 1982 film First Blood, starring Sylvester Stallone. Your hosts for this evening are, uh, I guess we could call ourselves three weekend warriors who also work weekdays. You've got <laughs> Jason here, along with uh, Gary. Hello. And Eric. What's going on? 
I'll let you guys determine who gets the passenger seat and who gets to stretch out in the back seat. I'm laying in the back seat. <laughs> Shotgun. Uh, just uh, as a quick word of warning, we are going to have spoilers in this. If you have not seen this 40-year-old film, shame on you. I would say just go ahead and uh, just stay tuned in because we'll break it down for you and give you all the reasons why to go ahead and check it out. How about that? <laughs> Don't avoid it. Because you've been, if you've been avoiding Rambo all these years, then... You know, you, you've got to get exposed somehow. So we Somewhere. are here tonight. Yeah, we are here tonight to do that for you. So first uh, in the drive-in, we just like to ask each of you, and uh, we'll start with Gary. How old of a movie is this for you? When was the first time that you watched it? So it had been after it was released on the first VHS release, I think 1983. I was over mm -hmm. at a friend's house, and his brother had rented it. And we sat down and watched it with him. And I was enthralled pretty much from the beginning. He was a little slow, but once he got on the motorcycle chase and up into the woods, mm -hmm. I, was I was hooked. <laughs> so, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, too young to see it in the theater. Folks would, well, would never allow that. But uh, Friends House was fair game. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. What about you, Eric? Um. Probably the same time, probably around 83, but I can't remember if I saw it. I saw it at a friend's house, like Gary, but I can't remember if I saw it on VHS or if it was on HBO, but it was, it was definitely at a friend's house. And uh, after we saw it once, after my buddy and I saw it once, we were like, that's all we wanted to be was John Rambo. Yeah. That's all you needed to be. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Rambo for me, I likely watched part two before I watched first blood. And this is, you know, talking mid eighties, I was huge into GI Joe. So Rambo and all the action figures and playtime guns and knives and accessories, you know, mm -hmm. that was just a natural progression to go to that. And since we were out in the woods playing army and GI Joe all the time, I had several of the, merchandise items from uh, rambo and first blood i would probably say i saw on cable like the uh edited version for tv probably uh, might have been as late as early 90s oh my I can't gosh. remember wow. really the, <laughs> Holy the first moly, time dude. i watched it but yeah i know i definitely saw part two before i saw part one but yeah i remember i and I probably didn't see the actual theatrical version until I bought the DVDs, which I've got early DVD copies, probably in the early 2000s when I bought those. So, yeah, I was a little late on First Blood, but <laughs> not late on part two and all the wow. wonderful action that happens in that. So any uh, traditional viewings for you guys? I mean, do you break them out? Uh and, and watch all the Rambo movies each year. Uh, I'll watch it if it's. I mean, like if it's on television, if I see it, I'll watch it. I mean, I I'll just you know leave it on or sit there and watch it. But I don't like traditionally watch any of the <laughs> any of the Rambo's. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if they're ever on, well, I, I, the first three, I guess, um, I will leave it on and watch it. Yeah, in the same way. There's no uh, no certain time of year to watch it, but if flipping channels and it's on. I'll turn it on until uh, the wife says to turn the channel again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I 
I probably watch them about once a year. It gets to a point where I'll be like, oh, yeah, Rambo. Let me watch those again. And I'll, I've got the first three, like I said. And I like watching. There's a featurette on each of the DVDs that I like to watch first. And it's Stallone and uh, the director and some of the other actors kind of behind the scenes talking about things and how everything went down. And they're pretty well done. I, I think they are on YouTube, those featurettes. But it adds a lot to just the making of the movie. And yeah, I, I will watch the first three. I don't own any beyond the first three. And we can talk about the sequels uh, a little bit later coming up. But uh, let's get into the development a little bit of the movie. See if you guys, uh, how much you guys knew about uh, how this movie got made. It was adapted from the 1972 novel, the same name, by David Morrell. The film rights were immediately purchased by Columbia Pictures that same year, and the film was delayed due to the Vietnam War still going on. Eventually, the initial director, Richard Brooks, dropped out, and then that's when Warner Brothers bought the rights, and it lingered in development hell, as they say, with uh, many scripts, as many as 26 that was noted by IMDb. I saw some other places where that was like 18 or 19 scripts. I was like, wow. Man, <laughs> think I cannot imagine that. To think about all the, the writers. That, you know, let me let me take a shot at it. But mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't until producers Mario Kesar and Andrew Vanya, I think is how you say his name, they purchased the film rights in 81. And then they kept the director, Ted Kotcheff, who had been associated with the project since 1976. And those producers were essentially making good on a promise to finance one of Kachev's projects. So um, the director there, he offered the leading role to Sly Stallone, who accepted the next day after reading the script. And they finally settled on a screenplay by William Sackheim and Michael Kozal. And Stallone actually does have a writing credit in the movie. He came in and rewrote it a little bit, turning Rambo into more of a sympathetic character and a victim of circumstance, which is not how he's depicted in the book. Have either of you guys read the book? I actually did. Yeah. After like, I didn't find that out until like, I don't know, into high school, first of college. And I just happened, I just went, went to the, well, it was college. Cause I went to the, the university library to see if they even had the book and I found it and I read it. And uh, it, it, I mean, that's true. He's, it's, it's not the same story. He's mm-hmm. he's not a very sympathetic character. He's very angry and very and much more violent. Now, I didn't really like the book as much as I liked the movie, but you know, at that point, I'd seen the movie three dozen times, so <laughs> you know, it it didn't it didn't translate well for me. Yeah, I never read the book, so I can't uh, can't compare the two. Okay, so yeah, I have never read the book either. I'm intrigued. I have the novel for part two. I found that in. Uh, Oh, really? Store. Yeah. <laughs> so I have not read that, but uh, I'm intrigued now to, to read the original story after kind of going through some of this backstory. But uh, the film was shot in British Columbia and Canada from November 81 to April 82. It was delayed several times due to snowfall and then injuries suffered by Stallone performing his own stunts. He, the main one was this cliffside leap that he does into the tree where he broke yeah. several ribs. Yeah. And yeah. There's some other ones that we'll get to uh, that, <laughs> that I dug up as he was making the film. So since production kind of ran over schedule, Krenna's role in the film was actually cut down to avoid having to pay him more money, which was specified in his contract. So 
Wow. His role was actually a lot more than what we see there. And there are some deleted scenes. I gave you guys a link to go uh, watch them on YouTube. I think they're on some of the DVD and Blu-ray uh, releases as well. And there's some other parts you can see him more interaction with Dennehy and things like that. But um, the first cut of the film was between three and three and a half hours long. Oh, according to Stallone now, it was so bad that he made himself and his agent sick. <laughs> he says uh, he wanted to buy the movie and destroy it, thinking that it was going to be a career killer. But after re-editing the film, and it was cut down to what we now see as uh, 93 minutes, the version was ultimately released to theaters, and the ending used in the finished film was shot actually in March after the original one was deemed unsatisfactory. And this was in part of one of those... Uh, featurettes rambo actually commits suicide after troutman won't pull the trigger on him after he lays waste to everybody you know and this is yeah. this is going back to the book too because i believe he they both die uh in the book mm -hmm. um but they changed all that up at the end and thought that it would work better that rambo doesn't kill anybody and then has this kind of nervous breakdown at the end uh, which is what we see in the movie yeah. so Cast and crew on the film, of course, Sylvester Stallone is John Rambo. Of course, many action films in the 80s and 90s. Rocky, you know, obviously was where you see him uh, most notable for, probably besides Rambo. Brian Dennehy as Sheriff Will Teasel. Uh, some movies he was in that I enjoy, like Cocoon, A Tommy Boy. I love him in Tommy Boy. Have not seen FX Parts 1 and 2. Which Those is good, uh, like a suspenseful or thriller movie. Is that yeah, what they thriller are? movie about um, special effects people in the movie business. It's pretty good. And he had many TV and stage roles. I think we just lost him. What last year or two years ago? It was fairly recent. Recent, yeah, yeah. I think it's early 2020. And then we get uh, Richard Crenna as Colonel Troutman. He uh, most notable outside of this were the Real McCoys TV series which had over 225 episodes back in the 50s. Mm -hmm. um, of course, he reprises the role in Rambo 2 and Rambo 3. I love him in Summer Rental as the uh, kind of <laughs> stuck-up, you know, dude that wins all the trophies. and yep. Sailor, yeah. Sailor, yeah. And then he, he kind of mocks himself in Hot Shots Part 2. I have not uh, watched that in a while. <laughs> and I need to go back and revisit that now that I'm <laughs> dug that up. I forgot that. He was in there. And then also in the uh, Leslie Nielsen film, Wrongfully Accused. So funny that, uh, well, funny. It's neat that he's he does comedies. And then he's also in more of these serious parts, too. He's just a very versatile actor. And then we have uh, some of the other supporting characters here. Jack stared as Deputy Galt. I did not realize this. He was Gabby Johnson in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> I had no idea that was the same actor. Um, he was on several of the 80s like action series, had guest appearances on A-Team, Knight Rider, and Dukes of Hazard. So if you go back and watch those shows, you'll probably see Galt. Uh, of course, David Caruso as Mitch. We know him from NYPD Blue, CSI Miami. Mm -hmm. uh, more recently, or I guess, I guess MIPD Blue was 
what 90s early Quite 2000s a while ago yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's almost retro now uh <laughs> michael talbot as uh deputy balford i know him from miami vice he was the part of the other crew switech that's where i recognized uh, him from switech and uh, uh it's gonna bug me now anyway the other team of uh vice detectives there and then he's got several other tv and film credits chris mulkey as deputy warned he's got over 250 acting credits on imdb mainly bit parts here and there and guest stars on tv shows bill mckinney as captain david kern the uh, state police captain he was in deliverance he's one of the mountain <laughs> yes. in there yes uh, he was in seven clint eastwood films Wow. And Man. then I remember him in actually in City Slickers too. He's like one of the uh cowboys there and he's like you got three reasons or something and he holds up like two fingers, you know. <laughs> two fingers. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, I see that uh character when I see him. And then uh finally Alfred Humphreys as Deputy Lester. He's actually been in some more recent movies. Well, recent x-men 2 my bloody valentine and three of the uh, diary wimpy kid films that i saw in his uh, imdb so several of the deputies have gone on to much bigger things really the legacy of the movie now so we've got four sequels now to rambo the two in the 80s and then i thought they originally called it john rambo but now i guess it's just rambo just rambo yeah yeah about the time that he did Rocky Balboa, you know, mm-hmm. and yep. then Last Blood, which uh, I have not seen that yet. I saw it. Yeah, I did saw you? It too. It's good. Yeah, I liked it. We'll touch on those a little bit later as we kind of see what we want to do with the the franchise moving forward. But I thought this was so interesting, and it makes sense to me. In a 2011 article for Blade Magazine, credit is given to author David Morrell and the Rambo franchise for revitalizing the cutlery industry in the 1980s due to the presence of this, uh, his knife basically, which was made by two famous craftsmen there, Jimmy Lyle and Gil Hibben. And in 2003, they blade magazine gave Morrell an industry achievement award. So just for that, just for the knives, man. I remember in the early eighties, those knives were everywhere as far as like, every magazine you looked at or anywhere. I mean, they were selling those type of quote unquote type of knives everywhere. Mm-hmm. My cousin and I bought those. Oh, yeah. 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 I had, I think I still have it in a box in my closet. I still have one of my drawer. Yeah. <laughs> had the compass on top, had the, you know, the same blade had stuff in the, in the, the matchsticks and yeah. Yep. And yeah. a sewing kit in the, the handle. Yeah. I yeah. both have fishing them. gear. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. We had mm-hmm. one. It was a smaller one, more like a buck knife when uh, I was still hunting with my dad in the late 80s, early 90s there. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's funny to think that a, a knife, just a movie prop can have that much of an impact. That much of an impact on the industry. Yeah. 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 That's so funny. I didn't know that. So uh, just some of the cultural impact. I mentioned the merchandise. So when I was a kid. And this is going, this is more or less the Rambo franchise and all. I had a uh, toy M60 and <laughs> it came apart. Like the end was a dart gun. It shot those orange suction cup darts. 
And then you could pull it apart. It became more of like an M16. It had a little thing to throw over your shoulder. And it had the <laughs> fake bullets that kind of went through when you pulled the trigger. It was glorious, man. Nice. It, I played with that for years. And then I had some of the action figures. I had Rambo. They were based on the cartoon series. So it wasn't really... Uh, direct from the movie but he came with a little rocket launcher that shot that had like a string tied to it you know and god i don't i don't even remember those the those toys, toys were glorious um, that's amazing and then I, the cartoon series i never don't think i ever watched an episode as a kid i don't remember it but i, I think it was just a natural progression in the toy aisle going from gi joe to rambo with the, these larger figures they were six inch figures like twice the size of gi joe and uh yeah, I remember collecting several of those. So any of that impact you guys? I, I think you guys are just a little bit older than me, but yeah, I any was, of the merchandise? I guess you said the knives. Beyond the knives, there was no, I didn't have any any of the merchandise, but I didn't yeah. even know. There, I didn't even know there was a cartoon. That's crazy. Yeah, the cartoon was good. I watched, I remember seeing it on TV. I have the whole thing on DVD now. I own a <laughs> knockoff knife, the Rambo knife. I remember seeing Rambo when this, after the second movie came out. They had um, a bow and arrow set, Rambo bow and arrow set you could buy, and it was you know, wow. kids' version. Um, but I didn't, I didn't own that. The only thing I ever bought was the knife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the cartoon I, I recall. I think it was. A sat- I want to say it was a Saturday morning cartoon, but I'm not 100 sure on that. It was. Um, it was syndicated, so it could have been Saturday morning for you, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, weekday afternoon, afternoon for somebody else, somebody else yeah. what a weird cartoon to make yeah well it was part yeah. of those there was like several was, like uh <laughs> terminator and all these r-rated movies that became cartoons yeah it was it called the force of, yeah it was called the force of freedom rambo yep. the force of freedom <clears throat> 65 wow. episodes he had a couple sidekicks i think he had the there's like a, one of his partners was um like based colonel, on the lady in in the in the second movie yeah colonel trotman was in there trotman's mm-hmm. in it Wow, I had yeah, they, no they, idea this it was only two seasons. I it, yeah, I guess it had a, quite a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking wow. it was 65, but they created this whole organization called Savage. Savage, right here, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Specialist uh, Administrators of Vengeance, Anarchy, and Global Extortion. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mouthful. Let me say that again. Uh, Specialist Dash, Administrators of Vengeance, Anarchy, and Global Extortion. Wow. The uh, I had the figure that's the the main bad guy. He's they had the blue uniform with this mirror General, sunglasses. General, General Warhawk. Warhawk. Yes. <laughs> Why uh, did I not watch this? This looks yeah, amazing. Maybe it was up against something else that I just never wow never caught it back in the day, and I've never yeah. gone back to watch it. But um, I think you can I still buy it, it out on there. Amazon or something like that. You can buy the DVDs out there. I don't know what they cost. Oh them. man, I think it's. I think I just saw a couple of episodes on YouTube there. Yep. I know what I'm watching tonight. <laughs> I mean, weren't all the movies rated R? They were. Yeah. The the. How would a kid even? I mean, well, I guess I knew. So I, I'm just answering yeah. my own question. It's the '80s. We knew all. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. That's true. Well, that's, <laughs> that's so true. That's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. The '80s. We were watching stuff that we were way too young for. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. No. It's yeah. like today, where my kids are never going to know what an R-rated movie is. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another, I guess, cultural impact or. Uh, impact from the first movie is the theme and the soundtrack because they use that throughout all the movies they use it in the cartoon 
it's just kind of like Danny Elfman's Batman theme from the 89 movie that just <laughs> saturated all the movies, you know, and even the animated series in the 90s. Wow. But uh, I love the music in First Blood and the uh, the end song, too. I You hear that theme, but there's words to it. If you listen through mm-hmm. the credits, yep. there's actually they brought in a person to sing that song and, and put lyrics to it. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's called the long road long road yeah yeah, yeah. long road it might have even been released uh, as a single but don't quote me on that all right well let's move along here so uh let's just talk about the release of the movie it was released on october 22nd 1982 other films released that same week halloween 3 season of the witch Blech. which is the oh, uh, <laughs> which is the only one that doesn't feature michael myers right i know yeah yeah also, a movie called Monsignor, which stars Christopher Reeve as a Roman Catholic priest who rises through the ranks of the Vatican during and after World War II. Oh, that sounds like a snoozer, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'd never heard about that one. Very different from that Rambo. One. Right. Another movie called Jinxed, which stars Bette Midler, Rip Torn, and Ken Wall. <laughs> and also a British horror film called The Cinder. Those were all released the same week. Uh, other events kind of around that time give you a sense of the moment. October 1st, Sony launches the first compact disc player. Wow. That cost $1,500. Yeah, <laughs> Probably. No <kidding>. <laughs> yeah. And then October 19th, just a few days prior to First Blood's release, U.S. car designer John DeLorean is arrested for selling Gets cocaine caught, yeah. <laughs> to undercover FBI agents, later found not guilty. On the grounds of entrapment, um, there is a it's kind of a mix of a documentary and like a reenactment that I watched. I think it was on Hulu. That's really interesting. About DeLorean? Uh, about DeLorean. Yeah, oh, I want to watch that. I'll have to uh, I'll have to look up and see what that's called. But I watched it maybe a year ago and really enjoyed it. I need to look that up. Uh, very interesting how they kind of set him up. All right. So the box office stats, you know, did it have a buzz? I don't really think it did have a buzz leading up to it. It took him a while actually to find a domestic distributor. The foreign rights actually sold right away. Like they showed a, like a 50 minute uh, preview and like people were buying like right there according to the producers, but it was the first American film to be uh, first major American film to be released in China. And it wasn't until 1985. And according to some of the stats that I saw, 76 million tickets were sold, which was a record that was held up through 2018. Pretty impressive, but I had not realized it was the first film in China. The box office gross it was uh, number one for three straight weeks when it was released. Forty-seven million domestic on a fifteen million dollar budget. Wow! And it was number thirteen overall for nineteen eighty-two, and had another seventy-eight million worldwide. So very much a success. Gary was kind enough to send me some of the home video stats here when it was released onto VHS. I think in eighty-three, the very next year, and then. Uh, Several other VHS releases up through the 90s, and then, of course, DVD. And it's it's been released many, many times in many different formats. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. the Rambo movies, really. Yeah, and, all and of them have actually. together. Yep. Yeah. So they're really not uh, hard to find as a uh, thrift store 
<laughs> shopper. I can yeah. find them uh, pretty, uh, pretty regular, pretty regularly. Yeah. They have one version of the DVDs. The special feature is kind of like the old pop-up video. I can't remember what they call it, but you enable it. And so when he's like cooking that pig that, that he kills uh-huh. in first blood, like a little thing pops up and said, you can cook a pig for 145 degrees at 15 minutes and it'll kill all the worms in the meat. It's like throughout the whole movie, it gives you little tidbits like that. That's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's on one of the special DVDs that's out there. It seems like they release a new box set like every year on this. <laughs> on that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move on to some of the critic reviews of the movie. If you go to Rotten Tomatoes right now, 85% for both the critics and the audience. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. And Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. And I thought his comments were pretty good here. He says, until the last 20 or 30 minutes, First Blood is a very good movie, well-paced, well-acted, not only by Stallone, but also by Krenna and Brian Dennehy as the police chief. The best scenes come as Stallone's on the run in the forest, using a hunting knife with a compass in the handle, <laughs> living off the land. At one point, he's trapped on the cliffside by a police helicopter, and we really feel for this character who has been hunted down through no real fault of his own. We feel more deeply for him then in fact than we do later when he puts his grievances into words. The movie comes down to a face-off between Stallone and his Green Beret commander. And the screenplay gives Stallone a long, impassioned speech to deliver. A speech in which he cries out against the injustices done to him and against the hippies who demonstrated at the airport when he returned (laughs) from the war. This is all old, familiar material from a dozen other films cliched recycled as formula so i can understand that and just knowing about the novel knowing that he um is pretty much a ruthless killer that just you know like a switch is flipped and he goes berserk yeah on the whole town versus these um he's in the position but he's not killing He's maiming people, yeah. but he's not uh, killing them, and they still keep coming after him, you know, and, and all that. So I, the speech at the end too, maybe it is a little bit cliched, but I thought he did a great job with it. And it's it's that's probably my favorite scene in the movie. But we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> that's next. Um, but anyway, I. I thought that was interesting. There's an interesting tidbit too when we get to the uh, casting what ifs coming up about the end of the movie and some changes there. But also, it was not nominated for any awards. I thought maybe a best supporting actor could have gone either way for Krenna or Dennehy in the role. I thought they were just fantastic in those roles. But like I said earlier, I guess there was a there was talk of it, but nothing official. Uh, But let's give away our drive-in awards. And we've got uh, four categories here that we uh, usually give out. And this is our favorite scene in the movie. So I'll throw one out there and then we'll just kind of go around the room here. And then we'll choose one at the end uh, that we think is the best. My favorite scene or one of my favorite scenes, I would say it's the initial chase with Rambo on the bike and Teasel in the squad car. I just love that chase. And even all the way up to when he flips his car over and Rambo kind of 
it's kind of dumb, but you know, he's going up the hill and he, his bike is upended and then they all kind of start out on foot from there. But I read that, that flipping over the car was not intended there, but they went with it. They threw, uh, <laughs> Dennehy in the car and filmed and kept on going with the scene. But, um, yeah. I like that. That really kind of, uh, yeah, there's nothing like a good car chase in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those are lost. They're like a, a, a very few and far between now, unless you're watching fast and furious, which is nothing but a car chase, nothing but a car chase for the um, Anyway, I really enjoy that. Uh, what's one for you, Gary? Yeah. Well, I'll follow right after that is the, the scene that got me hooked in this whole movie when I was a kid was when he's rock climbing on the side of that cliff and they're shooting at him. And then his only choice or he thinks his only choice is to just turn around and take a swan dive off the cliff <laughs> and he falls into the tree and he hits every branch on the way down. And I think in real life, he like broke a rib. <laughs> yeah. He didn't do a full jump in real life. He did a smaller jump, but when he hits that last, one of the last two branches and you can hear him just scream in pain and yell out and he, yeah. he lands and he's holding his side. Cause he like, I don't know if he broke a rib, but he, he hurt himself and cut himself on that scene. Once I saw that scene and him taking a dive off that cliff, I'm like, I'm in, I'm all in on this, man. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I either in that featurette or I read somewhere that they made him do it again. Like they did it <laughs> oh, twice. Wow. And he was like, yeah, um, those those cries of pain are real. You know? real. I'm, not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that again. Um, I will say on your scene with the motorcycle chase, whoever the stunt driver rider was on that motorcycle he's doing all that on slick roads over rocks and yeah dirt just and the river popping no wheelies here he, he may have had like a small helmet with a wig over it but i mean he's got no gear on his back he's like you know in a tank top shirt i mean yeah <laughs> it was it was a great chasing yeah yeah okay eric what's one for you well i already said mine that's the, the that's final the spe- scene that's the, yeah, that's the speech at the end i, I mean i've I think Sly gets a bad rap towards the end of the eighties about his, you know, his acting. Cause he's, you know, all these action movies and full of one-liners and doesn't really get to stretch his wings as an mm-hmm. actor, but I think he's a fantastic actor mm-hmm. you know, between the first Rambo and the first two Rockies. I mean, he, you know, he wrote the two Rockies and wrote part of this and he, I mean, I think he's a fantastic actor and he does a great job on that last scene. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't see, and I don't know, I don't have uh, 1982 eyes to look at this movie, but um, just the way that they decided to go with it on the heels of the Vietnam War and all the protests and all of that, I just thought it was, this was the way to do it. Mm. And I thought he did well with that speech. I'll tell you two scenes I'm not going to nominate. The first <laughs> is the rats in the cave. That just oh. freaks me out when they're on him. There's some fun tidbits coming up about that scene. Uh, <laughs> the other one is when he's stitching up his arm after he falls out yeah. of the tree, you know, <laughs> oh, that just, <laughs> again, it, 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 it could be a more of a merchandise thing, you know, with the, uh, the needle and thread yeah, and the knife and the knife, but <laughs> that's that scene, amazing. Yeah. That was, uh, just a, uh, I don't know how they did it, but it looked like he's really stitching up his arm. Maybe it was real. As many injuries as he suffered, but could have been. <laughs> what else, Gary? So I like the scene. Well, I like the cliff scene. I like when they're shooting at him before he dives into the mine. The National Guard. The oh, National Guard yeah. guys. <laughs> they are Those such guys a bunch are like of, out of the Simpsons National Guards, man. <laughs> <laughs> like 
Yeah. Bullseye. This is 82. And, you know, it was written earlier than that. You would think one of those guys would have been a Vietnam vet and had a little yeah. bit of common sense. You would but think, These guys yeah. were all just like, just a bunch of goofballs. Bunch of homers. <laughs> yeah. It was like this stripes out there. Quentin Morgan. <laughs> yeah. It was like one of them tells Dennehy, I got to get back to the pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> I got to work yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> those guys are. That was That's ridiculous. the other thing about, you know, it. Yeah, it's probably in the continuity part later or whatever, but the National Guard can only be called up by the governor. Yeah. So did Dennehy just call these guys because he's friends with them and say, all right, get your stuff and get out here? Because you know the governor's not going to call them up. They're probably not even National guy. Guard. They're just a bunch of <laughs> bunch of hicks that have that have Army. Stop by the Army-Navy store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> earn a few bucks, shoot some real guns. Yeah, come on. <laughs> but yeah, once he starts shooting back, I love how they just kind of duck their heads and yeah. I didn't sign up for this or whatever the dude says. Yeah, yeah. Like, who's got the rock out launcher? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> that escalates quickly. <laughs> it does, yeah. yeah. All right, what else, Eric? Anything else? Um well like I said, my cousin and I bought those knives and my cousin lived out in the country and we would literally walk out of his house and walk into the woods and <laughs> I mean, we one night we spent the night in the woods with nothing but our Rambo knives. <laughs> but, but the whole reason we did that was because just the scene of him surviving in the woods and then in mm-hmm. that in the coal mine, we just loved that. I mean, we, I don't know why we did, but we just yeah. thought that, that was the coolest. And we literally like talked my aunt into letting us sleep in the. I, don't, I mean, if my kids came in and asked, asked me this now, I'd be like, "Hell no, you're not doing that." <laughs> But we convinced my aunt to let us go into the woods and sleep in the woods that night. We literally did. We walked in the woods and didn't come back till morning. Uh, I hope all you had was a canvas tarp with you. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have. We, all we had were our Rambo knives. That's it. Yeah. 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 No, literally. And so I think that scene where he, where he just is searching through that truck and finds a tarp and cuts it into a poncho. <laughs> and, yeah. And I, I just freaking love that. That he. That that's just what inspired us as kids to go out and try and try to do some of that stuff it always bothered me that he throws the sheath away and i'm like don't throw you you're gonna yeah. need to sheath that but then thing. he has it's it like but, but then he has it later scene. yeah, yeah. Next <laughs> scene, he's got it. it's so. on his belt yeah so anyway yeah. little yeah. stupid stuff like that i right. that's another scene that i would nominate it's just uh <laughs> what i would call the deputy maiming sequence where there he's just mm-hmm. out there it almost almost becomes like a horror movie and they're just walking through the woods and one by one oh, yeah. picking them off. Doing um, stuff. Yeah. The, and every even one the of them dude with the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. They're all calling for, well, well. Yeah. And <laughs> the guy with the dogs, you know, he shot my babies. Go get that <laughs> son of a bitch. You know, <laughs> even that. I don't know. And oh, the guy, the, the, th- the one that really gets me is that thing with it that he makes with the, with the tree branches where he whittles them down and hits the, oh, the thighs. Like, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Every time that gets me. So yeah, I yeah. like how they, well, they probably take it more to the nth degree in part two when he starts doing that and he's all mudded up and comes out of the mud, you know, and yeah. somebody out. And, His- but that's Rambo to me. That's, yeah, that's complete. Rambo. He's totally stealth in the woods and will yeah. come out of nowhere. And you see that coming up from the trees, coming out of the bushes, and then he finally gets to Will, and you know, I could have killed all of you, and 
back off you know <laughs> that's such a great scene oh. all right uh what would you uh give your award to gary or did you have any more no i'm good i would give it to i would agree with the final speech i thought that was good and the same reasons mm-hmm. stallone's underrated for his performances he has a couple kind of dramatic performances in the rocky movies and this final speech is more dramatic and he does mm-hmm. a good job at him but he's never He's more known for action, so I think he gets dismissed for the dramatic yeah. stuff that he mm-hmm. does. You yeah. agree, Eric? I do. I mean, uh, that's my like I said, that's my favorite scene. But I agree with Gary that, like, even in the middle of Rocky Three, he has that scene with Mickey, and when, when Mickey dies, and yeah. he's just—I mean, he's just a a way better actor than anybody ever has given him credit for. I think. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. I think I'll agree with you guys on that one. I do. Like I said, I think the the woods and just that's Rambo when he's going after the deputies, but I do like that last scene. I do like the way that they ended the movie. All right. uh, Favorite line in the movie. Um, One of my favorites. You send that many men. Remember one thing, a good supply of body bags. (laughs) Troutman. Yeah. He's he's got a lot of great lines in this. What else? What else you want to throw out there? It's the same scene when they, when uh, Troutman says, well, God didn't make Rambo. I did. Yes. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. You got to have the iconic, the the namesake of they drew first blood, not me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the cheesiest lines though, is, is the guy in the helicopter that's shooting at him and uh, the helicopter pilot is wanting to leave. And he turns, he's a deputy. He turns and looks at the pilot and goes, uh, uh, you don't fly uh, this thing, right? I'm going to kill you. Kill you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. Oh, my God. I always uh, like it, too, when uh, he goes back at Trout and he's like, nothing is over. Yeah. He says, it's yeah. over, Rambo. Nothing it's is not over. over. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that one. Anything else? Uh, I mean, there's a <laughs> I mean, just the, the bullseye when the guy shoots the rocket launcher. <laughs> bullseye. <laughs> yeah. it's like, he's, like he's playing the shooting game at the arcade. Mm-hmm. Anything else for you, Gary? You want to nominate? No, I don't think so. Okay. That. Eric, what are you taking as your favorite line? Oh, the the uh, the body. I forgot all about the body bag line, but yeah. <laughs> Fresh supply of body bags. <laughs> uh, I kind of like the God didn't make Rambo. I made him, you know. <laughs> that was uh that was pretty good. Yeah. Well, there's it's the it's the back and forth because that's I think the first time that that Troutman That's when you meet Troutman, yeah. Yeah. Because Teasel's like, whatever possessed God in heaven to make a man like Rambo. Yeah. And then Troutman's like, God didn't make Rambo. I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good back and forth. Yeah. What do you say, Gary? Yeah, I'll go with the uh, God didn't make Rambo. I did. Okay. They're both good, but <laughs> and that whole scene is good. But yeah, that whole I'll scene is good. That that, the interaction between the Dennehy and Krenna is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In all their scenes. So our next award, I like this award. Who stole the show in a minor role? So Dennehy and Krenna, they're more supporting roles, but I still think they're between them and Rambo. They're more of the major roles in the film. So maybe outside of those three, who do you say, uh, you know, maybe made the most impact with what he had? It's got to be the bullseye guy. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah. I would uh, 
I think I'm going to nominate Galt. Yeah. Because he's, yeah. he's such the butthole. Yeah. And just teasing just a terrible human being. with Rambo yeah. and, you know, abusing his kind of power in the police station. Um, just, you know, I can understand somebody's not cooperating and just pisses yeah. you off from the beginning, but he just takes it overboard uh, with everything and just his little comments and all that. And you're like, this guy has got to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's Come gonna, on. Yeah. He's going to have a problem pretty quick. Kick him in the nards and get out of there, <laughs> you know, whatever. But uh, what do you say, Gary? Is there another? I would another nominate role? Uh, Mitch, David Caruso's character. Uh-huh. He was, he's like the lone voice of sanity in the entire police. Department. He really is. Yeah. They got, he, he's, you can tell he's new because everyone else is, for whatever reason, they're all just jerks on this right. police department. Yeah. And he's like the new guy that's like, why is everyone so mean? Yeah, right. And they're even mean to him. Yeah. That's, that's true. They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And they, yeah, I mean, Will rubs his nose right in Galt's dead body's you know, face, like right there at the end. You, Look at yeah. him, you know. Look at him. We were... We were, uh, we were best whatever. friends while you were still when you were while your mom Mama was still, still wiping, your, wiping nose. your nose. Yes, yeah. <laughs> There's another line. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one too. Uh huh. <laughs> and when so they're that's... out in the woods, just before they all get impaled, him and um, just <laughs> before they all get impaled. <laughs> oh yes, or it's Les, they, uh... Les detective from Miami Vice. I think it's Lester in, in this movie. They're like yeah. going at each other too, and then they have to get separated because yeah. Nobody likes him or he doesn't like them. It's Their just, hats fall off and there's just a whole kerfuffle there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm uh, with that one. Um, so I don't think I'm going to give it to the bullseye guy, but uh, <laughs> I think I would probably, I think I'm going to stick with Galt for my yeah. award. Yeah. He's just such I a, think so. It, it's Galt that escalates the whole problem, the whole situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rambo, when he's getting booked, he would have been fine with the prison time, the jail time, the fine sitting in jail. I mean, it's either that or sleeping outside and it's cold. So you know, yeah. jail's mm-hmm. probably not that bad, but Galt just keeps pushing him and pushing yeah. him. And, you know, it's yeah. like if it wasn't for that, the whole thing would have ended and he would have went to the court tomorrow, paid a fine or sat yeah. in jail because he couldn't pay a fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Galt is the winner for me. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right, so uh, who is the MVP of the movie? I mean, it's the bullseye guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole uh, National Guard crew there. Yeah, they were the real MVP. The Simpsons. They're National, the ones. That, yeah, <laughs> they weren't taking any chances. Nah, blow his ass up. <laughs> no, uh, I probably could and would make a argument for. Brian Dennehy, well, even Troutman, too. I just thought this movie was perfectly cast. And they did such a good part. And Dennehy, specifically, just at the beginning and his whole demeanor. And then just his journey throughout the movie, witnessing all this and still wanting to catch him and just keeps pushing and pushing all the other kind of circumstances when Galt dies and, and all that. I don't know. Just led right up to the end, you know, with him <laughs> getting shot through the ceiling, <laughs> which I read. I, I, I might have it coming up in the notes here, but that was Dennehy falling through the ceiling and he uh-huh. actually got injured and had been taken to the hospital. 
<laughs> oh, really? Uh, because of that scene, he did his own stunt there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but they like um, one, they had a stunt budget and they blew it all in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> Everyone else, you got to do your own stunts. Okay. But I mean, it's hard not to give the MVP to Stallone. Yeah. It's not a lot of, not a lot of speaking parts until the end, really. And I think it was in uh, Ebert's review that he even mentions that there's some things best left unsaid, but at the same time, that speech at the end is it's hard not to give him the, the MVP just for yeah. that whole scene too. But as a whole, are you guys agreeing with that? I Stallone? am. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I would give it to Stallone. It's his movie. Although didn't he does do a great job though. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we've made it through the awards. It is time for intermission of our drive-in. Let's and- all go to the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> to the lobby. Get your drink. I'm going to get my drink here. Eat some popcorn. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Yep. So who is your favorite action star from, like, the 80s era? Is it Stallone? Is it somebody else? Maybe Schwarzenegger? In the 80s, Norris. there were there were two main action stars, and that was Stallone and, and Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Norris made quite a few, but I think I don't think his were as mainstream as or at least didn't come to the theaters for as long as those other two guys. Yeah. I mean it, it was all it was all Schwarzenegger. I mean from 1980 to nineteen eighty nine. Those guys were probably in two dozen either, movies. Yeah, it was either, either Stallone in some sort of movie or Schwarzenegger in some. I mean, yeah. But what's your favorite? I mean, mm-hmm. if you uh, had to sit down and watch a marathon of eighty action movies, wow. you know, with one star, what would you choose? Mm, it's gonna have. To, I mean, for me, it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I think so. It's. I mean, you know, if you think about it, he's got. Uh, Predator, Mando, Conan, both Man, Conans yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, uh, Terminator, yeah. Red Terminators. Heat. Yeah, yeah he had Terminators, Red Heat. Uh, what was the other one? Running Man. Yep, Running Man and Sly had quite a few, but his were so he was more franchise movies. Maybe not. Yeah, more, but there his was were Rockies and Rambo's, three Rambo's, and, and I think three Rockies. Uh, one of my personal <clears throat> favorites that I will not. Uh, ever shy away from is over the top i love over the top over the top (laughs) yes it is not a guilty pleasure it is just a pleasureful (laughs) movie to me cobra um yeah rhinestone i I think he was in rhinestone Rhinestone. (laughs) yes dolly parton though (laughs) dolly parton yeah yeah tango and cash that was late 80s was it i think it was 1990 yeah Uh, okay 90? Yeah, pretty sure okay. it was 1990. Yeah. Um, Who's the other one that? Kurt Russell? Yeah. Kurt Russell. Yeah. 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 Kurt Russell's got some in the 80s, but and bouncing off of Chuck Norris there, I think he did some box office movies, you would say, but yeah, I he think did you're a right. ton of canon films like the miss, Missing in Actions were pretty good. Yeah. But yeah. things like, I don't Agent. know when the Octagon came out, I think it was 80s, but like the Octagon and Invasion USA, Invasion I like, but it wasn't a yeah. great movie. Yeah. So he was, yeah, definitely up there, but with the <laughs> Canon Studios, yeah. I think Stallone didn't. Stallone had Cobra for Canon Studios in the eighties. I think too. I think it was a Canon, yeah. Yeah, uh, Cobra was awesome. 
I know. Yeah. That, that, car. that car. Yes. I wanted that car. <laughs> I know, and I mean, all he did was talk in one-liners. That's all. That's all it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. It was great. He puts the guy up on that hook. Oh, that was Cobra. Yes. Yeah. Oh um, my god. Anyway, I used to get I, around the matchstick in my mouth. <laughs> right. I would pick Stallone. If it was me, I would go with Stallone. I think there's just so many. You could go with the Rockies. You could go with the Rambo's and all the other ones in between. I love too. So. I think I'd pick Stallone for my favorite. Yeah, it's tough to pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough to go with, with Schwarzenegger. It's hard to go wrong, really. The, it uh, really yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> Whichever <laughs> marathon you watch, you're going to have a good time. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's uh, let's get back into the drive-in. And uh, speaking of Stallone, we like to ask, was this his best movie? Ever or in the eighties, <laughs> just w- throughout his career. So yeah, I was think this his, his best role? I think his best role in out of all his movies was in Copland, which was a oh two thousand movie. I forgot I about the to watch that one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good movie. He plays a cop in upstate New York or over in Jersey or something, trying to fight corruption. It was a, that it came was out a in ninety seven. Okay, yeah. But it's a really good movie. But it'll won an Oscar for it, and I think it's one of his best movies. Or don't shoot mom. Stop her. Stop her. My mom. Stop her. My mom. That's another one. <laughs> you can throw that one in there with over the top. I'm not uh, guilty at all for watching that one. Estelle Getty. Come on, man. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> totally we had it on VHS. So yeah. Oh, uh, that's awesome. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, Rocky, just even going back to, like you said, the first couple Rockies, he really acted, for lack of a better word, he acted his ass off in those. And yeah. no, he did. He was, with with he was the writing and everything, an, too. Yeah, he, he was got nominated an Oscar mm-hmm. for acting or just writing in Rocky. Uh, it might have been just writing. Yeah, though, just writing. Still, uh, I would probably lean more towards that. And I, again, I don't have, I have not watched Compland. Uh, I remember hearing it was a snooze fest and it was way too long, but uh, I do want to watch it and just, you know, form an opinion myself. Yeah. But I would lean towards Rocky as his best role. I mean, yeah, he was nominated for an Oscar for best actor in Rocky. Was he really? Yeah, he lost. Wow. I also just remembered he was also in a, a movie. I think it was early 80s called Victory. I oh, think. yeah. With the soccer team. Yeah. Yeah. Pele was in it, and uh, I, I remember watching that movie over and over again because it was on HBO. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, and then the next movie I saw of Stallone's was—I uh, actually saw Rocky Three before I saw Rambo or First Blood. I saw Rocky Three in the theater. And then yeah, we I think saw. It, I think Rocky Three came out before. It did. It yeah. did. Yeah. It was in the uh, of eighty-two, April or May. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, I. I don't know. Rocky's a really good movie. I mean, he did a really good job in that movie, writing and acting. But I forgot all about Copland. Copland may take the show because that's a freaking good movie. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what about uh, let's talk about Brian Dennehy for a minute, because I do like him in Cocoon. I love Cocoon, the the, at least the first movie. I also love as uh, Big Tom and Tommy Boy, too. You know, (laughs) that's. That's what I think about really more probably than any of these other movies and TV shows and roles that he's had over the years is 
Uh, he's Chris Farley's dad and Tommy. Yeah. 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 Um, but he played another jerk sheriff in the old West and Silverado. Silverado. I was yeah. just thinking about that movie. Huh. Basically the same character only in the old West. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Basically the same character, but just in the old West. But he does a great job with this one too. So I, you know, between that and Tommy boy, it's weird. What I, uh, <laughs> what I think is his best role, you know, and he wasn't in Tommy boy for, but whatever, 10 minutes, first yeah. 10 or 20 minutes real quick, but you know, who else is going to be Chris Farley's dad? I mean, I just thought that was perfectly. Cast. That's about it. Yeah. Right yeah. there. <laughs> so was this Stallone's biggest moneymaker? The answer is no, it was only no. number 23 dollar wow. for dollar. That is out of his whole career. And the number one movie is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which that's he had a amazing. Small part in Rambo hmm. First Blood Part Two is his second highest moneymaker, and then you got Rocky Four, Rocky Three, and the original Rocky as three, four, and five. So I can't believe Rocky Three is not further up on that list. Yeah, I mean, Rocky, Rocky Three was huge. Yeah, Rocky Four is the is the winner out of that whole series well, as far as the most, money I guess that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's America versus Russia. So yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Okay. Some uh, casting. What ifs these were fun. So like I said, the, the movie was in development hell for about nine years. Uh, and long before Stallone was hired to play Rambo, there was other actors being considered for the role. And some of these I buy into, some of them I don't uh, Clint Eastwood, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Paul Newman, all of the, basically stars of the time steve mcqueen even nick nolte john travolta dustin hoffman dustin hoffman said he declined the role because it was too violent this (laughs) one i believe when al pacino was considered for the role of john rambo he turned it down when his request that rambo be made more of a madman was rejected (laughs) i just you know pacino's just i want to be totally crazy i want to be crazy as much as i can yeah Uh, so i kind of believe that James Garner turned down the lead role. He was a veteran of the Korean War with two Purple Hearts. And he said he did not want to play a man who comes home from war and starts fighting the cops. So interesting there. The role of uh, Teasel, the sheriff, they uh, approached Academy Award winners Gene Hackman, Robert Duvall. Those both turned down the part. Even Lee Marvin, which... I could see him more. As, I could I see Lee Marvin. Well, no, yeah. he was, uh, I'm sorry. He turned down the role of Troutman. I can see him more as Troutman because he was in all those old war movies, you know. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Dirty Dozen. Yeah. And then now this is the one that uh, I had heard about before digging into it. Kurt Douglas was actually hired for Troutman. But before the shooting began, like on set, he quit the role over a script dispute. He wanted rambo to die at the end just like the book and he was like hard-nosed about it and they and told dropped him because not, of that wow. it's not gonna happen and they let him go so in his absence they were hurrying kind of scurrying around trying to get somebody to replace him they called up rock hudson who was set to undergo heart surgery at the time so they he had to pass that up and then that's when they brought in Krenna, who was quickly hired i think he said he was called his agent called him like on a friday and he was on set like the monday after that wow yeah like real quick in his first scenes they were like feeding him lines because he hadn't even had a chance to memorize any of his lines yet yeah wow so probably one of his more famous roles in his career really krenna 
So mm-hmm. interesting how that kind of uh, all together. came together so quickly. And then uh, according to Sylvester Stallone, Burt Reynolds liked the part of Colonel Troutman mm-hmm. and would have played him had he been approached to. Stallone told him that he felt he was too big of a star at the time to consider taking a secondary role uh, and never even risked offering it to him. So it sounds like uh, he also joked that he might have been too tough as Troutman and even more imposing a figure than Rambo. So I don't know. Burt Reynolds' star is pretty high at that point. Yeah, um, I don't see him playing the colonel, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, it seem to fit. should have been. I, mean, I don't know what the age difference is there, but it seems like they were more around the same age, too. So that would have been like Strucker Ace being the Colonel Troutman. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So uh, can you guys picture anybody else kind of in those three lead characters? I was trying to think, you know, who was maybe tough and gritty that might fit uh, a Rambo. I thought maybe Tommy Lee Jones, uh, if he was the appropriate age at that time, but yeah, he did a, he did a Vietnam vet movie called the park is mine in the eighties. Mm-hmm. He took over central park in New York. Wow. With like a, a uh, like a sniper or something kind of mm-hmm. same kind of thing. PTSD kicked in and he, you know, something interesting brain and he took over the park yeah that's amazing but in then there's christopher walken who played a few um like in deer hunter and i mm-hmm. think he did one other one but again they've made those movies so would you would you want him in another kind of vietnam right type yeah. movie same with de niro he did taxi driver a few years yeah. before this i thought maybe kurt russell might be okay in this role i don't know if he would but yeah yeah i could see that he could he could probably pull this off yeah all the ones that were listed like you know like you said all the main stars mcqueen and newman and things like that they're all big stars but i think it was cast just fine i don't yeah i I agree picture anyone else in these roles i can't either okay on to the next section here any unanswered questions maybe flaws that you notice uh i also throw the deleted scenes kind of in this section of the podcast just throw that out to anybody. Any unanswered questions you have, or is there something that just bugs you when you're the, watching the yeah, movie? The one question I have is why is Teasel such a jerk from the jump? I mean, yeah, like, it's not from the second he sees Rambo, he hates him. He's on him. Yeah. yeah. And I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> and it's never really, yeah. I don't know if it's explained in the book and it just didn't make it over to the screenplay, but it's just, there's just no, there's really not quite a reason why he's such. Well, th- to Rambo all the time. You think about okay, this is a small town. His patrol will probably lasts what, like a half an hour. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at so the most. Maybe he's looking for something to do, you know, yeah. looking for these yeah. drifters and, and things to get the heck out of town. But yeah, my question is always why doesn't Rambo try to explain himself more when he first yeah. meets him? Hey, I just was trying to Find just passing through, I'm just trying to find my somebody. Buddy, he, he's he's dead, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get out of here. Because <laughs> yeah, when the movie and, starts, Rambo's not, you know, looking for trouble. I mean, he's smiling as he walks down the road to see his mm-hmm. buddy, and then he finds out he's dead and he's gutted, and then you know, yeah, he's yeah. trying to and deal he's the with last that. too. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it as well. You're probably not wanting to open up and tell the sheriff or anybody your whole story at this point when all of your company is gone and you're the only one left and well i think he even says it in the in the in that last scene speech because you can't trust anybody i yeah, think he says yeah. that in his speech 
but you're right though i've i've always wondered that like why are you hassling him? I mean, yeah. he's just walking through yeah and he tells oh there's a there's a diner 30 miles 30 up miles the up the like, road yeah that's gonna take him eight to ten hours gonna, to walk are you gonna to? drive my ass there because i'm not walking that far <laughs> right now yeah. like, and b you take him to a diner you eat lunch with them or sit there while he eats lunch and then you drive yeah. him out of town yeah yeah and then, yeah and then take him to the edge of town yeah doesn't yeah, I want to. I never, I never understood the that through there or anything for yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, any other flaws or continuity you noticed during the movie? I don't know. There's continuity, but it always bugged me when he found that tarp and then cut it up. Like wrap that thing around you, dude. Don't cut it into a poncho. That's yeah. not gonna. That's not. <laughs> if you were cold, you're still cold because your arms are still hanging out. I've never, uh-huh. I never understood that part. Why, why did he cut it into a poncho? Sleeveless. Like, yeah. Sleeveless. Yeah. And when he steals the truck after he gets out of the mine and he steals that big army truck to do half, he's driving. He goes, you know, through the cop car blockade and it's daytime and maybe the sun is setting. But when he pulls into town, it's like it's pitch dark. black. Pitch yeah. black. I just, I, <laughs> I rewatched it last night and I was yeah, like, how far and, away was that? Or did he like when, park? I mean, you can't hide that truck somewhere and then come into yeah. town at night. So when that scene change happened, I thought I fell asleep and missed something. Because it was like daytime when he, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, wait, what did I miss? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was still daytime when he smashes through the blockade there too. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And then he pulls There's, it down. That's a, that's another great line we missed when he first gets in the truck and he asks the guy's name and he's staring at him. He's like, "Don't look at me. Look at the road. That's how accidents happen." That's how accidents yeah. happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, I, I did. I do notice that. Um, here's one thing. I had this in the facts, but I moved it up to here. Deputy Lester might have a legitimate gripe with John Rambo's famous line, they drew first blood, not me. Though we don't see it on screen, there's no way that a broken nose that both the actor and the character received. Yeah. I mean, he actually got a broken nose when he was breaking out of the, the station there. Oh, yeah. Uh, that you know rambo's elbow you can't tell me that his nose wasn't bleeding on that so right. he drew first blood it was rambo in the yeah you know he literally he actually did draw first blood yeah but it's more of a figurative thing because really the first thing that happens to me that just makes him snap is when galt takes that nightstick to his back and yeah. even david chris was like what was that you know yeah so that's i think it's to me it's more figurative because really they don't draw blood until like that ricochet or whatever when they nick him when he's down oh, in the right. gully and he's down the gully the top yeah and they he it grazes his head that's really when they he draws blood but initial blood mm-hmm. anyway but i so thought that was shoot at him too it's like they want to take him in and then everyone just opened fire every yeah. time they get a chance yeah <laughs> and then it, yeah i mean uh teasel even waits to say you know Cease fire, cease fire, cease fire. They're all just like yeah. opening up rounds. After they've emptied their <laughs> clips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, as far as continuity goes, um, there are some deleted scenes out there. And like I said, I sent you guys the link, but uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, the TV version of First Blood premiered on NBC Sunday night, uh, May the 12th, 1985. And as a tie-in kind of to First Blood Part 2. So three minutes were edited out, and of course they changed some of the dialogue and language, but some scenes were added back in that I think some of them have not been released. There's a scene where uh, Rambo actually tries to order takeout at a diner, but gets hassled. 
Yep. So I'm not sure if that's before or after. I, mean, I guess it would have to be before he meets up with the, the sheriff, you know? Yeah. I, I remember that scene. Okay. Um, yeah. There is. And if, I, and if I remember right, he orders a hamburger and they ask him how he wants it cooked. And he says rare. Huh. And she goes, what? He was, she was raw. Or no, no, he says, uh, yeah, he, he, I think he orders it rare. <laughs> and then people start, start hassling him in the, in the restaurant weird there's some other scenes in there um after the posse is injured there's a scene where uh the paramedics are putting all the deputies into the ambulance and galt's body into the the helicopter and his window actually arrives that one is actually on youtube i watched that there's a longer conversation between troutman and teasel about rambo um there's also a scene that uh, i guess was released on some recent DVD or Blu-ray versions that when he's in the cave, he falls asleep and then he has this like dream sequence, like a yeah. flashback back to uh, Vietnam and some nightclub that him and his buddies are at that there's even confirmed like a, uh, a playboy bunny Vietnamese playboy bunny was in the scene. So I have not <laughs> seen it. Um, you know, some suggestive stuff going on in this nightclub, but, that was obviously cut out, but and I don't think that was in the TV version. That was just no, some but other I feel stuff, like I rem- I, feel, I feel like I remember seeing him fall asleep in that cave, but I don't remember that nightclub scene. He kind of like, dozes because, off yeah, when they're the uh, and starts calling him on the radio. Oh, that's yeah, right. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, company leader to Raven, come in, Raven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, and that's when he kind of wakes up and yeah, like, oh, that's that's what I'm thinking about right on? there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Moving along here, we got a couple more uh, things to talk about. We'll get to our uh, did you know facts here shortly, but we always talk about what's the next incarnation of the film. So we've gotten four sequels, and I mean, you guys can talk about. I, I think the the John Rambo one or the the fourth one, kind of. I don't know. I, I didn't never did buy into that as he was Rambo, and it seemed like they just added so much more gore and blood to it, yeah. you know? Yep. And I'm sure that's the same way with last blood, yep. uh, just from the trailers and stuff that I've seen that they really, really up that factor. And while that's there in like part two, it's more, I don't know. It's not quite as uh, graphic, but that kind of, I don't know. That put a damper on my, <laughs> my Rambo watching. When I saw part four, I've seen it a couple times. I don't know that I've seen part four. He's in, where is it? Burma or someplace? Yeah. Yeah. He has to go in and rescue some missionaries that get captured. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. I thought it was good. It is gory though. It's, they certainly up, up the level of gore in there. Yeah. I know the, I know it's the same. Well, he kills it. I think that movie is the one he kills the the most people in, Mm -hmm. but they just show more of it, you know, like, other ones, <laughs> other ones, he kills people and then they, they fall over dead. It's like the Mortal Kombat on. edition. Yeah, yes. this one's <laughs> yes. well, and then if you want to talk in Last Blood, it, yeah, they, they even they take that one up a notch. Yeah, that one yeah. I saw that a couple months ago on HBO and it was the, yeah, the final kill scene in that is like it's God, it's uh, yeah, there's a there's a little combat. Yeah, they ramped up the the violence in that one for sure. Yeah. But I like that one too, so <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with me. <laughs> well, what do you? Well, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, he's he's uh, I, I do like the expendables, uh, at least the first couple of those where I thought were at least an entertaining watch. And I much prefer that versus the, the newer Rambo movies. But um, what do you think about uh, continuing on the, the franchise? Do you think it, it would work for a reboot? Get some young dude and just start over again? Or would it work for a, some kind think, of streaming series? You know, I think if they rebooted it, all they would do was, would, would be rebooting it to make it more violent. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't they think said it in modern times, it'd be, it'd be kind of tough because the whole, the whole, I guess, underline of his character is he's suffering from the PTSD. PTSD, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, and I mean, they could do now from, from, from the Iraq war, but... Yeah, but he was um, a POW for X amount of months. Oh, that's right. Can't. Yeah. I mean, nobody in the Iraq war went through that kind of torture as a POW. Yeah, true. So I don't think... Yeah. But I they think could do... I think I want to see some... I want to see three streaming series out of this franchise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I want to see Rambo War Journal, which is his origin story, and then his oh, time in Vietnam. Yeah, and how he became the the, the you know the badass fighter uh-huh. that he is. And then I want to see Rambo: The Lost Years, because this movie's in '82, so it's ten years ish after Vietnam. So I want to see those ten years of him just kind of wandering the states, kind of like Grasshopper and Kung Fu, and, <laughs> and just like you know solving crimes or whatever. Grasshopper. <laughs> and then I want to see a, a, um, a Sheriff Teasel origin story just to find out what this guy's problem is. Why and he's and such an a-hole. Got, and how he got there. Yeah. How did that stick get series. rammed up his butt? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we know we know he was in he was in a war at some point because in his office, uh-huh. he's got like a shadow box which, with some. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. With some uh, ribbons in it. Yeah, yeah, Korean. We'll get to that, but yeah, that's in yeah. the book. As far as he was a Korean War veteran. Yeah. Um, so, like, how did he get? How did he just become so? Why is it everybody? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're. I, I kind of like that idea because now what you're doing is like Gotham. You're taking Batman out of the equation. You're taking Rambo out of the equation, and you're just. Uh, we'll call it Hope Washington or whatever. You yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> following. Uh, teasel's you know rise to sheriff and yeah all the other little things yeah. that happen around and then if you do a rambo origin story you, you don't have to worry so much about stallone being in it you know reprising the role you just bring in some young guy yeah 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 young rambo okay yep. true so okay i have a call into stallone about this but he hasn't returned him yet so <laughs> jerk <laughs> he's probably already got it pitched to netflix you know <laughs> probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i, th- I want to say a few years ago, there was some rumors floating around about him doing a series on FX, uh, bringing Rambo back. But I don't know whatever oh, became yeah. of that. And it might have been his son or something involved. I just I remember seeing the stories, but I didn't I think uh, it would have to be on like a yep. streaming, you know, like a like an HBO yeah. type thing where there's no rating or, right. no, or you know Paramount problems. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah somewhere yeah. they could do it like our version of it. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 down, man. I'm down. Yeah, I was ready to say leave it alone, but uh, you convinced me, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to end the drive-in. We're going to go through some uh, did-you-know facts here. So I'm going to first start with the book and mainly go through some differences between the book and the actual theatrical movie that we got. So uh, a plot point that was present in the novel but absent in the film was the primary reason behind Teasel's resentment and contempt towards Rambo, which was that Rambo 
was a veteran of the Vietnam War, which gained a lot of attention, whereas Teasel was a veteran of the Korean War, which most people had all but completely forgotten about at this point. So there's that angle, like we were talking about there, that he's kind of resenting Rambo and this whole Vietnam thing when he was the, the veteran of the Korean War and that just got kind of pushed back in time. Sure. So that's, I, don't even, I don't even remember that as part of the book. Well, that's uh, that's what I read. Right. <laughs> but, 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 you know, it's been not, it's not been, from it's, the book, uh, but yeah. I wonder it's been, if in it's the been original... 30 plus years since I've read it. So <laughs> Cliff I wonder if in the here. original three hour movie that got cut down, if any, if that was ever brought up or if that just, they just figured they didn't need that part for the movie. Well, it's the funny house. that they put those props in there and stuff and you wouldn't kind of yeah uh, explain that or, or go down that road a little bit more, yeah. but. Uh, okay, so in the movie, Richard Crenna's character, uh, Colonel Troutman, is a close friend of Rambo, I guess you could say. In uh, the novel, Troutman is a captain, and he's uh, Rambo barely remembers Troutman and is not friends with him at all. So that whole relationship thing and, and you know, kind of leaning on him more as a fatherly figure at the end after he gives his speech, you know, that yeah. is just not in the book. That was for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So the first name John was given to Stallone's character uh, because in the novel, the character is only known as Rambo. Yeah. And his iconic knife is not in the novel at all. Hmm. This is what I, and again, yeah. I have not read it. This is just what I've. No, uh, I do. I do remember that. I do remember that, that he didn't have that knife in the novel. It wasn't a big uh, deal like it was in the movie. Okay. Uh, in the novel, Rambo has long hair and a fully grown beard. So that'd be weird to, I guess, think of Sly having a beard throughout the whole movie. In the novel, Rambo, uh, his dinner in the woods there is an owl, not a wild boar. Yeah. <laughs> and this was my favorite thing. In the novel, Rambo escapes from the police station buck naked. He gets clothes and a hunting knife from some moonshiners he finds in the woods. Oh, yeah, they should have left that in. And yeah. using the rifle to kill several deputies pursuing him at the time. So, so if I remember right, yeah. in the book, they they strip him down naked to hose him down, and he yeah. and he, he breaks out, does the same thing, but he breaks out. But he, yeah, and he's buck naked, and he runs <laughs> into the like through town into the street and into the woods. That's crazy, buck naked, yeah. So you would really need that piece of canvas, you know. Yeah. <laughs> totally different reason for that canvas let me, now. Uh, let me stitch out a shirt and some pants here. And some pants. Yeah. All right. Speaking yeah. of that large piece of canvas he finds in the woods, he cuts into a makeshift coat, which uh, it was not an original movie prop, but the real piece of rotten canvas was found by the film crew during the movie's production. And since it was the only piece, Sylvester Sloan joked about how the canvas became a treasured prop on the set. And after the filming ended, he kept it and he still has it in his possession. Wow. So that's a, uh, a move. If that comes up to auction, that might be worth some money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, piece of canvas. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, um, Stallone actually broke the nose of Alfred Humphreys Lester during the jail escape scene by elbowing him in the face. Which, uh, you know, he's seen wearing a Band-Aid throughout the rest of the film, you know, over his nose. But coincidentally, this is what Rambo does to a policeman in the novel during the exact same scene. So they they filmed it out, but he actually broke his nose uh, yeah. when they were filming it. 
Many of the extras who appeared in the film were local townsfolk who were recently left unemployed by a nearby mill that had ceased operations, and they were more than happy to have the uh, cast and crew of the film there to provide them with some work opportunities. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, this is uh, this is pretty crazy here. The firearms used in the film had to be imported into Canada because the country's stronger firearms regulation. Straight, yeah. In January 1982, over $50,000 worth of firearms, including 14 M16 rifles, three Remington shotguns, two 44 mags, and 11 Colt AR-15s were stolen from the set. Wow. Although the guns had been modified to shoot blanks, the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police claimed they could easily be modified to fire live ammunition. And after the incident... The set was guarded by the Canadian Army, whose soldiers also served as extras in the film. So they brought in extra security. Wow! After a large, uh, large part of their weaponry was stolen. Yeah, someone's up there moose hunting for the M16. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, during the scene with Rambo, uh, he's on the stolen motorcycle. He's being chased, and uh, the stump men, who was uh, representing Teasel in the car suffered a broken back as a result of a 70-mile-per-hour first take that launched the car to a remarkable height on the ramp. And then this is, I think, when uh, earlier when um, they're still in town and they're going across, maybe it's some train tracks or yeah, something. Yeah, railroad tracks. Yeah. yeah. So the first take on that, the dude rolled the car, broke his back, and they had to film that over again. Uh, According to Sylvester Stallone in the uh, DVD commentary, the names of the people on Rambo's team in Vietnam are actually names of various people from the film's crew, (laughs) including the makeup artist Michael Westmore and costume designer Tom Brunson. So he used uh, people on the crew there to come up with his team. Uh, First Blood is the only Rambo film in which John Rambo does not use a bow and arrow. (laughs) So think about that he's he's kind of you know noted like oh, you said yeah. they released a freaking toy that's yeah. <laughs> true yeah and the bow and arrow you know uh I, you know i love the scene and there's a, in the um the featurette for part two they talk about the uh filming the path of the arrow and when stuff should blow up after he shoots it you know there's like a mm-hmm. time delay there that they had to all like work out but he's known for that bow and arrow yeah, so. it was it was iconic in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, sometime after they made First Blood, Sylvester Stallone and director Ted Kotcheff were involved in another movie project called The Base, and it was based on a screenplay by David Webb Peebles, which he wrote around 1983. Uh, once Stallone left the project, Clint Eastwood was briefly involved, but then it was canceled. And then the base script moved between various studios for the next 15 years until it was eventually rewritten and made into Paul W.S. Anderson's film Soldier, starring Kurt Russell in 1998. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. I don't remember that We're going to kill them all, sir. That's like <laughs> his only line in the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember that because it was, they had, someone put a yeah. report out on that one said he made like $2.5 million a word for that movie. Because wow. Yeah. He only had like one line and then he yeah. was mute the rest of the time. Yep. It basically. <laughs> I didn't know that, that uh, Stallone and Kotcheff were <laughs> linked to that movie, which became soldier. Wow. Um, the movie recoil 
2011, starring Stone Cold Steve Austin, takes place in the same fictional town, Hope, Washington. Really? Yep. There's a fun fact. Okay, this is a little bit. I understand the uh, the need for animal care, and <laughs> you know. Anyway, listen to this. According to Animal Care representative who was on the Vancouver set, the rats that were squeezed and hurled against the wall, killed and burned by stand-in actors during filming, uh, and again between takes, while the director and crew looked on and laughed. So. Wow. Uh, the representative was unable to take action because she claimed that the rats belonged to the production company and she did not want to be asked to leave the set. Nonetheless, <laughs> she wrote to the Canadian Council on Animal Care suggesting that something be done. And their response was to wait until the picture was released and point out the abuse to the <laughs> Canadian film board. Wow. So they abused the hell out of those rats. That's the best answer ever. Well, just wait till we see the movie. Let us yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I'm trying like, to what? picture that whole scenario in my head where wow. you know smacking the rats around and this lady's about ready to lose her mind. <laughs> anyway. It was just the cave scene though, right? He was just like throwing right, them yeah, off his yeah. back. Yeah. It gets yeah. the wall and stuff, but I, apparently they were uh, a little too abusive with them. Anyway. Well, they're um, rats. So I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, rats, come on. Yeah, they caused the plague, all right? Yeah. Grass. Here's another uh, trip to the hospital. So Stallone points out how calm and friendly rats are until you show up on set or until they hit the cold water. He had to make another trip to the local hospital to get a tetanus shot after rat bites and scratches. Wow. <laughs> See, they were fighting back. They're fine. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they, weren't so, just, they weren't helpless. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another one. Uh so there was a standing rule on set that no one was to travel more than 50 feet from the rest of the crew because, as Stallone notes, everything looks the same. There's no outstanding features anywhere. This is when they're in the no, woods. In the woods. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they're all the same trees, the same rocks, the same underbrush. Yeah. So you get confused. And he mentions how genius the idea was to have all the officers wearing white hats in the forest. Oh, sure. So you could kind of tell where they are. So, yeah, that was uh, kind of a standing rule there. Like I mentioned, Denny, he did his own stunt when he fell through the ceiling of the police station and he shattered his ribs when he landed. Between his trips to the local emergency room, Stallone went to a local bar on one occasion dressed as Rambo. <laughs> you imagine this. He, <laughs> he wanted to create a mystery about himself and make people think he was who he was playing. So all of the mystique got dashed, though, when he ordered a Camperia and soda. <laughs> Camperia and soda. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. He said that's, that's his barroom story from yeah. First Blood. <laughs> Rambo with a white wine spritzer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's amazing. 80, 1982 and 1985 both had Rocky and Rambo films released. So, like you were saying, Rocky 3. Uh, and First Blood in 82, and then Rocky 4 in 85, and First Blood Part 2 mm -hmm. uh, came out in 85. So a double dose of Stallone in both of those years. I also remember, and this is, I mean, this is just not even what we're talking about, but when Rambo, when First Blood Part 2 debuted on HBO, it debuted like by accident, I want to say weeks before it was supposed to be out. Like it's like all of a sudden one night showed at like 11 o'clock on HBO. 
And, and I know that because I was flicking back and forth between shows and I was switched by HBO mm-hmm. on the TV and it was on and I watched it, but yeah, it debuted like, I don't know, weeks before it was supposed to on HBO. Interesting. By mistake. <laughs> Someone got oh. fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. No it's like a yeah. It's like, it's like a leak trailer. Yeah. So uh, two more left. The first one I kind of hinted at. So he uh, Stallone was not happy with the chase sequence originally at the beginning, to where he's on the motorcycle and the squad car is chasing him, and then, like I said, the squad car slipping down the hill sideways was like an accident, but they kept it in the finished film and they put Dennehy inside the overturned vehicle, and the scene continued on from there. Thought that I was see that if you, if you watched all the all the car chase scenes, the first one when it comes around the corner, that car almost is a 180 and they cut away. So, yeah, you know, yeah. that car they had to stop and start it again. And then there's one where the cop car is chasing the army truck that he steals and it's still on that um, mm-hmm. two track dirt road. And that thing comes around the corner and slides up the embankment and then has to come yeah. back down. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they're all just like going. Full throttle and not worrying yeah. about all the slippery turns and stuff they had to do. I love the One there's take a only. yeah there's a uh, another scene where they're on the dirt roads and a hubcap goes flying off <laughs> and the audio on that is still great because it sounds like the you know you can hear the hubcap go flying off the car and into the woods. It's so <laughs> great. <laughs> if you ever noticed that. All right, my favorite fact about the film. This is the last one, then we'll get out of here. And I thought this was in a documentary somewhere that i originally read but it makes sense now because i was uh at the arcade so much numerous sound bites from first blood and even conan the barbarian were lifted and used in the 1989 arcade version of golden axe you remember golden axe you had the yeah. three characters the two most notable sound effects is that when uh it's actually uh, caruso when he gets uh stabbed and then the sound effect or the, the, the yelling of Galt as he falls from the, the helicopter. If you go and play Golden Axe, you'll hear those sounds in there. They're like wow. digitized. But yeah, they're nice. in that, that video game. They lifted them from the, the, that movie. And there's some sound bites from Conan that they lifted to put in that video game for all the screaming and stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. So, the first time i i heard about that like i said i i want to say it was in a movie or something somebody mentioned it i was like oh my gosh that's right and uh it's so crazy now to to think about that they just lifted it and threw it in the video game but (laughs) because who's who's gonna know right yeah yeah. (laughs) little you know one-off little things here but yeah all right. Well, that's it, guys. That's all my did you know facts, and that's that's about it. Anything, uh, anything you guys want to leave uh, as we roll the credits here? I think everyone should just go out and have a Rambo movie marathon. Just watch all five of them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> At least the first three. No, all five. Let's do them all. People give uh, Rambo three crap too, but I like Rambo three. It's more of a buddy team up kind of a thing. You know, they throw. <laughs> 
Troutman in that prison. He has to go get him out, you know, and I don't know. I like it. But wait a minute. Maybe I have seen that. I thought Rambo I had three. Yeah, Rambo yeah. three is in Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I have seen that one. I thought I hadn't, but maybe I have. He kind of, yeah, when he's like doing that game with the horses and stuff. And I don't know. I, I dig it. Huh. I'll have to check that again. Check it out. Still again. the, uh, still the Russians too. So, well, hey, you know, yeah. that's, that's a, that's a seller right there. Mm-hmm. Rambo's job to get him out of <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you for visiting the Retro Network Drive-In. Hope you will subscribe to this uh, feed in your favorite podcast app. If you use Apple or Spotify, you can leave us a rating while you are uh, visiting. Thanks to my co-host for joining me tonight. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. You can find Gary at Mile High Samurai on Twitter and Instagram. Is it no, both? Twitter. Just Twitter? I, I went to log into my Instagram account and it said it was deleted for... Uh violating some policy whoa and i I, um, I think i posted maybe four pictures on instagram over the last three years so i don't know i'll see what you didn't post enough i think so yeah but it, it collected unused. too much dust so, yeah. yeah too <laughs> dusty okay twitter only <laughs> at mile high samurai on twitter where you yeah. can find gary and thank you eric for being here yep anytime eric underscore vardaman on twitter instagram Yep. And uh, you can find me at TRN Social on the main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I had a great time, guys. This is really fun. Such a great movie. Go out and watch it, like uh, Gary said, even if it's just the first blood. Yeah, Go out and it's rewatch worth it. it. Totally it's worth it. Such a good movie. All right. Well, we thank you guys for joining us at the drive in. We hope to see you back for our next movie. And we'll say good night for now. It's a long They tear your dreams apart And every new town Just seems to bring you down Trying to find peace of mind Can break your heart It's so
This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.